Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 266. Fire. 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 Today's most inspiring entrepreneurs delivered straight to you seven days a week. This is Entrepreneur on Fire. Here is your host who is always prepared to ignite, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Fire. Fire Nation, have you seen the video I just created on FireNationElite.com yet? If not, I think you're going to want to see this. In this video, I talked about my passion for the new elite mastermind community we're creating, Fire Nation Elite. I'd love for you to visit the site and check out the video to learn more about Fire Nation Elite. Then, if you're interested, fill out an application and schedule your one-on-one 15-minute chat with me today. That's FireNationElite.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jamie Tardy. Jamie, are you prepared to ignite? What if I say no? (laughs) (laughs) You'd be the first of 265 episodes. No, John, I'm already ignited. (laughs) You just made up for that. I've known you for too long. (laughs) Jamie helps entrepreneurs focus their money and their strengths to create an amazing life while they build their net worth. She interviews millionaires to get their best tips, tactics, and advice from their successes and failures. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Jamie, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. So yeah, I'm Jamie. I'm from Maine, just like John is. Woo, go Maine. Um, I've got a site called The Eventual Millionaire, and I've interviewed 100 plus millionaires, a lot of the same people that have come on John's show. It's been super fun and an amazing time. I'm also a business coach and help people grow their business. Powerful. You got to update your website. I think it only says 70 plus and 100 plus sounds so much more impressive. It totally does. Thank you. I'll put that (laughs) as a note. So, Jamie, you've heard Entrepreneur on Fire a couple times before, so you know that we do start with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. All right. And so I do know that. And one of the things um, over 100 millionaires that I've gone through over and over and over, and this comes up many, many times. I'm going to give you one quote from Brig Hart, but in general, it's come up from so many people. It's ridiculous. It's pretty much the notion that success is a process, not an event. And so what Brig Hart said is, I discipline myself to do the little things that cause progressive growth every day, mentally, physically, financially. I'd work out every day. I'd read a little bit every day, encourage myself every day, make contacts, just do my little bit every day. And that's sort of the mantra that I go by. Just do as much as you can every single day, and it really adds up. Wow, I've just actually read two amazing books that really talk about that theory, The Slight Edge and The Compound Effect. Both of those books talk about how just those little habits that you do every single day add up to just huge things down the line. You can't see it at first. Even after six months or a year, it may be really imperceptible, but in the end, it adds up big time. So love that. And Jamie, Entrepreneur on Fire is about you, your journey. So talk to us about how you apply this quote to your mentality. 
Well, it's kind of funny. And just like with you, over a year, you've done 260 interviews. It's a little ridiculous when you start adding it up. You surpassed me a thousand times. I do four a month, not a bazillion a month. But it is, it's kind of amazing. And that's the thing. I only work, um, and I, now I'm working a little bit more, but I, when I first started, I was only working about 20 hours per week. And I kept feeling like I wasn't able to make any progress. I kept feeling like it was so slow. And I'm one of those overachiever types that are like gung-ho. I want to do it all right now. Now, and if I don't do it right now, it's not good enough. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> for those types of brains, it's very difficult to not see a whole bunch of progress. Um, but that's something I'm shifting. So it's more about the whole life and perspective instead of, you know, what I got done and making sure I got tons of stuff done today so I can feel good or not feel good because I did it. So I think those things are really important to me. So give us one specific example where you've applied that mentality and a result that has happened because of it. Oh, well, I can, <laughs> I can talk about, uh, sort of the story of how I paid off $70,000 in debt Ooh, in 16 months. That's how I yeah. first heard about you when I was looking for podcasts. And then I saw your podcast. I read a little bit about you. I listened to your first podcast where you talked about that. I'm like, this girl has it going on. So I would love for you to share that story. Yeah. So, well, realizing that I was in $70,000 in debt really was sort of one of those failure moments. But in general, <laughs> in general, the, the the resulting story is a really good thing. I had a really good job um, and traveled around the country and corporate and really thought like technically on the outside, I had it made, right? Everybody thought I was successful. Um, turns out I wasn't on the inside. I was really unhappy doing what I was doing. And I was in $70,000 in debt. And I was the breadwinner. And my husband is a performer who I is doing really, really well now. But at the time I was like, my husband's a professional juggler and I'm going to quit my six figure job. This sounds like a wonderful idea. Um, I know. And it, and nobody else had done that. So especially back then, this was probably about six, seven years ago, nobody had done it. So I didn't even know if it was possible, but really like we were saying before those every little day doing a little bit and a little bit really adds up. And so, yeah, taking that idea of going, okay, 70 grand, I got to pay this off somehow. Um, we did so many extra things. We sold like computer monitors and like little stuff that you wouldn't think would make a really big dent. We did stuff that would make a big dent, like selling a brand new car that was two months old, which was kind of dumb. Um, and, <laughs> And doing some bigger stuff too, but it was really the smaller stuff that added up. I knew that if I went on site, I would make um, an extra so many dollars a day. So I tried to like travel all the time because I would make more money. Um, and so it was all every single day, just moving the ball a little bit more forward. And 16 months later, I mean, we had all of it paid off. 16 months later. I love that story. And thanks for that glimpse into your journey, Jamie, because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's about the journey. So let's go back to another time in your journey when you just had a failure that you just had to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move forward with and share with Fire Nation how you overcame that. Actually, yeah, I have you prep me, right? So I had something completely else written down, but I'm actually going to change it up. I love it. Because one of the, <laughs> we're crazy here. Um, one of the things that uh, might be interesting is that I actually started a Ventral Millionaire when I was actually in the $70,000 in debt. Um, I started a blog before, like, there was very many blogs. I mean, it was many years ago. Uh, and I ended up blogging for over a year and started to get, to get traction but the funny thing is, is, and I'm a huge geek. I have a degree in IT, you know, like this is, this is my thing or should have been my thing. Um, my site ended up getting hacked and I didn't realize that all my backups were corrupt Ooh. and I lost all of it. 
everything. And I was like, well, and I wasn't trying to make money off of it. Um, I was just trying to sort of tell the story of paying off $70,000 in debt as I was doing it. Right. And so it was completely disheartening, a huge <laughs> issue, failure, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I gave up for a while. And I just left it there because I just didn't want to pursue it anymore because it didn't seem like it had um, an upside. I worked so hard and then didn't really have anything to show for it. So thankfully, you know, years later, I think it was three or four years later. I mean, the blog is um, a little over three years old now. So being able to have that and restart it was great. But if I hadn't of, if I would have continued with it, I mean, things would be very much in advance. Thankfully, I did it three years ago. But, um, you know, if I would have started blogging seven years ago, wow. that, you know, that would have been amazing too. one of the first like personal finance kind of blogs. So it is what it is. That's another one of my mantras, right? It is what it is. <laughs> You'd be like Jamie Godin Tardy, basically. I know, right? Come on, man. <laughs> So just pull out one clear lesson for Fire Nation from that experience, Jamie. Failure is just another, it's funny, it's actually a, a Henry Ford quote, something like that. Um, failure is just another opportunity to begin again better. Wow. I can never get enough of those quotes either. Love them. So let's keep moving forward, Jamie, because your journey has really been interesting from when you started with your six-figure job to quitting to $70,000 in debt to 16 months of backbreaking labor and just pinching pennies and getting over that and everything you can talk about. It's been fascinating thus far, but take us to a time now when you really had an aha moment or when a light bulb went off and you said, wow, this resonates with me, Jamie Tardy. And how'd you turn that into success? Well, I think the funny thing is sort of going back to when I was realizing I was in $70,000 in debt. So the reason why I even added that up and looked at it um, was because I was at a job I hated. And that wasn't, you know, that big of a deal to me. My husband was always like, you should quit. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's money. You know, because when <laughs> since I was little, I wanted to be a millionaire. So and I thought this was the best way to go about doing it. Right. Mainers are frugal people. We like money. Oh, yeah. Way too much. Right. No. Um, <laughs> but I think that's the funny thing. Like I was like, well, this is the, the thing that you're supposed to do. Right. You go, you get a great job, especially for being so young and making such great money that I was successful. I don't care if I hated it. It was successful. Success. And so the aha moment came, though, when I realized that I wanted to have kids and I couldn't travel around uh, the country anymore. And my job, like that's what it required. I couldn't do anything else. Um, I was a project manager for a video on demand company. And I mean, I enjoyed what I did um, in terms of that stuff. But the traveling and the everything else just, just wasn't conducive to having a family. And so that aha moment really was when I went, I would be willing to give up you know, money, whatever it is, sell the house, do whatever I had to do for my kids or my soon to be, you know, <laughs> kids. But I wasn't w willing to do that for myself. And I thought that was a really interesting thing, right? I had put it off and put it off like, no, I don't care if I'm upset. Uh, you know, I'm tough. I can, I can go through it anyway. It doesn't matter. And then when it comes out to like, wait, what do I actually want to leave um, this world with, you know, and having a son, uh, I ended up having a son. Now I have two kids. But uh, having a son, and actually I was pregnant during that whole time I was paying off that $70,000 in debt, it made it so much more than just about me. It was about, you know, the future of my family, which was a huge aha moment. And I don't think I would have had that um, unless I had my son, which is kind of funny. Like, I don't have any time to work after I had my son because I was so busy <laughs> with him. But it was he was sort of the catalyst of it all. So that was quite an experience you had. And just pull out one clear lesson that you had from that experience. 
Well, I think one of the biggest things that I like to say is to think about your own children and how you want the best for them, right. right? So if you have kids or if you have, you know, nieces and nephews or anything like or that. Or a dog. I mean, you can. Exactly. But I used to think I was like, oh, it's my dog. I love my dog as much as I'd love my children. Um, <laughs> I was a big dog person. But but I think in general, like you think of that and how you want the best for them and and willing to do whatever it takes for them. But you don't do it for yourself. At least I see this often with many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's sort of one of those big moments of going, why don't we do that for us? Like our lives really matter. And being a little bit selfish with what we actually want matters. And so that was sort of the aha moment. Let's talk for one second about this video on demand company. Is, do you have any idea what that company's up to these days? Ooh, good question. I actually have friends, yeah, that are still in it. They're right. still doing the same stuff. I remember a friend of mine, because we used to work like 70 plus hours a week. Right. Um, crazy, insane, like whoever had the longest days would win, right? I had a 37 hour day. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, that sounds um, fun. I know, right? Well, for my own stuff, it would be, but for, yeah. Um, but I remember her going, you know, she goes, you know, Jamie, this is cable. We're not curing cancer here. And no. I was always like, uh, yeah. Whoa. So yeah, they're still, I mean, they're still doing that and it's really cool. I don't know um, how they're faring with the whole Netflix and yeah. other things going on right now, but you know what? I don't need to care about it, which is really fun. And you don't <laughs> need to care. And that's kind of the exact point I wanted to bring up in a way is that, you know, we were, when we grew up, Jamie, and we graduated high school and then college, we did kind of have this mentality that what does it mean to be successful? It means having this job where you're making good money and you're climbing this ladder and you know, they're protecting you and you're going to have a pension and then you're going to be going off into your golden years with a nice wicker rocker chair or something. And there's so many examples nowadays where people have these illusions when they graduate and they devote themselves to these careers because they are successful. And then there's all these disruptors that are coming in. The disruptors that you mentioned for video on demand was Netflix and Hulu Plus and everything that's coming in now. And so how stable are these quote-unquote successful careers these days? It's a question that I think a lot of people need to ask themselves. That If they think they're in this stable, successful career path, then that's great. But in the reality, when you stepped away, Jamie, you created a more stable and successful lifestyle because you have now the skills to sustain yourself with all of your speaking and coaching and your platform that you have. That's you and nobody can take that away. So what you've created is much more safe and successful than what you can actually have with a company that you have no control of the future over. Mm, I agree a thousand percent. One person can say, no, I don't like this person and fire you. (laughs) And that is not cool. I am not okay with one point of failure. That's not very cool. And I know, I don't know if many people, but me and John went to a high school together and he was, you know, the cool kid and I was the geeky girl. (laughs) But in general, yeah. I knew that was going to come up at some point somehow. You just wanted me to tell you you were cool. You know, John was cool. Jock. No, that is so random because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is John just having like one of his high school friends on? It's like, no. I mean, like Jamie Tardy was the podcaster that I listened to when I was driving around and in my old job and not enjoying what I was doing and not feeling passionate. She was one of the podcasts that I listened to. And every now and then she would drop that she was from Maine, but no more specifics than that. So then when I actually decided to launch into Entrepreneur on Fire, I contacted her because I was living in Maine at the time and I knew that she was. And I said, hey, we're both Mainers. I would love for you to mentor me, for you to be my coach. And 
Thankfully, she said yes. And when we met and kind of talked a little more, we narrowed it down to not only did we go to the same high school, but our parents now live in the exact same town. So such a small world sometimes out there, Fire Nation. You never know. You never know. So just keep on rocking and rolling and make as many relationships and network and connect to as many people as possible because my relationship with Jamie Tardy, just because she dropped in Maine every now and then on the Eventual Millionaire podcast back in 2010 or whenever it was I was listening, was the reason why I'm here today for a lot of different things. So thank you, Jamie, for being my first coach, my first mentor, and for All of these things that have come from it and Fire Nation, I'm sure, is thanking you. So I commend you. Oh, he gave me goosebumps. Thanks, John. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jamie, you've had a lot of successful times in your life and we can talk about so many of those, but I'd love you to pull out one I've made it moment. I had been blogging for about six months and and no, (laughs) no real... Uh, list or no real anything. I think I had 500 subscribers at the time, which was pretty good, you know, when I first started. And um, I was actually going to give it up because I was a business coach and I was trying to use this as a marketing technique and I didn't feel like it really worked very well, to tell you the truth. (laughs) And a couple days after I talked to my mentor about canceling Going like, and this was just the blog at the time. This wasn't the podcast. I was like, I I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, I'm spending so much time and energy doing this. I'm not really seeing a lot of ROI for it. And I couldn't pull the trigger. Like I couldn't tell everyone I was going on hiatus. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't, like something in my gut made me not do it. Well, like a week later, I got an email from a journalist at CNN that said that they wanted to feature my story. I was like, oh, huh. What a, that's really cool. Wow. And within one week, I was on CNN's website at first, and then they asked me to be on uh, CNN Newsroom with Tony Harris, so I was on their live show. And then um, right after that, Yahoo picked up the story, so my face was on the homepage of Yahoo. So people from high school actually were emailing me going like, oh my gosh, your face is on the homepage of Yahoo. <laughs> and I just remember sort of feeling the, oh my gosh, I've made it. Like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, this, you know, it all happened. But just like going back to my success quote, it's not an event. I mean, I thought like, woohoo, I'm famous now, right? Now it's all uphill from here. I mean, it's all downhill from here. It's absolutely amazing. I know, right? Sweet. Um, And it's not like that at all. That was one event that was absolutely amazing, even though, of course, my website went down and it was kind of hellish for a while. (laughs) Um, But but I thought it was like this going to be this huge thing. And I did have that I've made it moment at that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, But it turns out, I mean, it was just really an amazing event that happened. And I have many amazing events that have happened over and over and over again, which I mean, I was on Yahoo's homepage again a couple months later, which is crazy. Um, But those add up, you know what I mean? And that's really what matters, the add up of all of it. But yeah, I felt like I made it at the time. I thought it was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) You were cool. And I love how you talk about the events. And it's all about the events that are going forward and what I like to call the journey. So can you share with Fire Nation your philosophy, your mentality about the journey and if you're enjoying yours? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, the the goal, the an eventual millionaire, when I say that the definition of an eventual millionaire is someone that has a goal to be a millionaire eventually, but they want to do it on their own terms. They want to live an enjoyable life and have an enjoyable business. And that's sort of where I shifted from having like, it's all about the money mentality to it's all about the life mentality. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to have both. <laughs> I'm going to have <laughs> the life I want and um, the business that I want too. So it it is to me, it's 
all about the journey and the progress. And that's what matters. I think one of the hard things is we don't pay enough attention to that. We're, we're so future focused. Most of us, especially overachievers, are very future focused that we don't really pay attention to now as much because, you know, it's <laughs> going to be better then. It'll be so much better then when this happens, when this happens. And so really trying to pull out and, and meditate and, and really pay attention that your journey is awesome right now. Even if it sucks right now, it's awesome. And you need to know that because that's what matters. Great insights, Jamie. So let's bring this journey up now to present day because, wow, you have so many exciting things going on in different areas. I know personally, it was a year ago today. It actually randomly seems a lot longer than that. Sometimes it seems shorter, sometimes it seems longer, but it seems like it was so long ago that you and I took that trip down to New York City blog world where you were my coach and I had just my eyes were opening to this new world of what it meant to be an online entrepreneur. And I saw you speak on stage at blog world, New York City. I saw Pat Flynn. I saw Derek Halpern. And then because of you, I was invited to an after party where I got to meet these people and they became my first interviewees and it was incredible. And then six months later at blog world, New Media Expo in Vegas, you and and I were both speaking on stage and it was surreal for me that so quickly things were happening. But six months further takes us to right now and you continue to just have your trajectory go straight upward. So share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now. Mm, one or two. Okay, good. Uh, well, one thing that I'm doing is I'm working on a book right now. Yeah. So I got a book deal with Wiley and Wiley. so that's woohoo. I'm in the middle, of, well, actually, I'm towards the tail end of um, finishing up the manuscript, and uh, they bumped it up. It was supposed to launch in February. They bumped it up to the first week in December. So my marketing plans are now like, oh, shoot, I got to I gotta really work on that. So that's one <laughs> of the really fun and exciting things. Um, there's not a lot out there for marketing your book. Um, and so I'm, I'm doing a lot of research and information, actually tapping into all the best-selling authors that I know that I'm sure you've interviewed most of them, too, and, and asking them what's worked for them. So that's yeah, really fun Robert and Green would be a great guy to talk to. Oh, I haven't talked to him yet. Yeah, I just interviewed Jay Bear. I mean, you, most of the people you've already interviewed too, but there's some amazing yeah, people. Incredible. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I have going on, which is kind of funny, um, based on like some of the stuff that you're doing too, we, I have a, a business partner down in... Um, Austin, Texas, and we're doing a company called Duncast because I've had so many people come to me and ask about podcasting help. And you know, I love coaching people and I've coached a lot of people to go through and create their own podcast. Funny thing is, I'm a geek and it's kind of confusing. Yeah, <laughs> there's a barrier. Podcast. Exactly. It's, it's more than it should be. And so we created Duncast and uh, our little tagline is just hit send and we'll do the rest, you know. So we'll actually create and do most of the technical things for you and distribute it and all that fun stuff so you don't have to. Nice. So, is that yeah. going to be a live link that we can point Fire Nation to? Yes, it is. What It's just signing up for uh, early access cool. and all that fun stuff. So we'll let you know. It's in beta right now. We have a bunch of people in beta. Uh, but it should be coming out in the next couple months. So Duncast, D-O-N-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Exactly. Woo, woo. <laughs> We're celebrating on the show. Yeah. So you have those multiple exciting things up book, Duncast. I mean, wow, this is just incredible. I know you're speaking coming up here at a bunch of different conferences, which is also so much fun. Jamie, what's your vision for the future of Jamie Tardy? Ooh, that's a really good question. I only ask good questions here. <laughs> I had a great coach. I trained you well. No. <laughs> 
You know, what's really funny, the things that I'm thinking, I mean, I've got a lot of trajectories and a lot of stuff um, for the future that I'm excited about. But you, the biggest thing that I'm working on is enjoying the journey, enjoying every day. So like, I'm going to go to the beach later, I'm going to enjoy that, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Every single day, I'm just trying to do my little piece and enjoy it as we go. And good things happen when you do that. So, Jamie, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm ready. Do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, My own brain. (laughs) I didn't think that I could do it. I had no idea what the hell I would do if I did do it. It took me forever to figure out, yeah, that, yeah, we hold ourselves back. What is the best advice you've ever received? So my mentor, who I adore, pretty much just told me to suck it up. That sometimes things were hard and I was a a girl, so I was always like, oh my gosh, that sounds really difficult. Not that I was, you know, averse to to hard things, but I thought it would be easier. And he's like, no, it's not. Just get over it and suck it (laughs) up. Get over it. Jamie, what's something that's working for you right now? Dealing with um, taking it step by step at a time, like I said, and this actually goes um, sort of to the book that I won't say right now, um, but taking it day by day, one step at a time, you never know what opportunities are going to come your way based on what you're doing. So just be happy and enjoy and keep moving forward. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I do. You use it too. And maybe someone else has already said it. It's called scheduleonce.com. I'm obsessed with that. I love it. Oh my gosh, it changed everything. I have so many meetings that I deal with. And so scheduleonce just made it so much easier. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to Schedule Once and everything else that we mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jamie Tardy. And Jamie, you'll be proud because that's J-A-I-M-E. I I remembered. (laughs) Woohoo! Everybody else will spell it wrong, but I'm glad you spelled it right, John. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Now, this is not a business book. I love business books, too. But this one is called Untethered Soul. It's by Michael Singer. It will help you deal with total head junk craziness and sort of put perspective on it. I've actually mailed it out to a couple millionaires um, just as thank you gifts for them coming on the show. I highly recommend it. Um, So Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And we all have head junk, let's be honest. (laughs) Fire Nation, I know you have head junk and I know you love audio, too. So you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So Jamie, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I love this question. It's also very similar to my last question, John, by the way. Hmm, (laughs) How'd that work? No, no, I love it. So it's funny. One of the one of the first things I would do is a figure out what industry I want to start my business in. So I'd probably do a little gut check and research and all that fun stuff um, because it might not necessarily be the same thing. Um, I'm interested in a lot of things, so I might start with a different industry. But either way, no matter what the industry would be, I would start interviewing people for a podcast. What a surprise, right? Um, <laughs> 
The reason is, and it's so funny, after interviewing all these millionaires and all that stuff, my network from a, I mean, I'm a small town girl in Maine right now, so <laughs> of a town of about 2,000 people. So even being on a new earth, knowing no one, that's pretty much where I was, you know, a couple years ago. Totally. In the middle of Maine. Um, and being able to interview people, because it makes people, and John can attest to this too, um, it's a really great way to get to know pretty much anyone. You get past their gatekeepers, you get to um, converse with them and become friends with them. I've become friends with so many amazing people just from interviewing them. And that's what's going to start building out your network. And it's funny, I just got off the line right before this um, of an of a millionaire that I interviewed. And he was saying, you know, network is the number one thing that you can be working on. And that's what really creates the opportunities in your life. So that's what I would totally do. I would, you know, buy a, have my laptop, buy a good podcasting, my, maybe sign up for Duncast, right? If someone else had already done it. So I'd I do that. So I don't have to deal with all the crap that you have to go through. Um, and then, and then really just start, you know, contacting people and interviewing them and find out what opportunities are really out there. Jamie, my coach, my mentor, my fellow Massabesic Mustang high school alumnus, give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Everybody, the only thing that you have to care about, the only thing is continuous forward motion. Keep moving forward past failures, past everything. As long as you're dedicated to and committed to that one thing, that's when you'll have success. And so you can find me and all the interviews and all that fun stuff at eventualmillionaire.com. Boom, Jamie. Fire Nation can get the links to everything that we've talked about. Entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jamie Tardy. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite. Hey, what are you still doing listening right now? The outro's over. The podcast is pretty much done. But man, I'm still double-guessing myself, second-guessing myself. I don't think I really want to put this on, but I'm going to. This is a super secret, not so secret anymore if you tell somebody, but for right now, it's just between you and me. Let me break it down. My first ever interview was with my coach, Jamie Tardy, way, way back in the summer of 2012. It was my first ever experience talking to somebody in a broadcast kind of way on a microphone, on Skype, and man, I was so bad. And I talk about this all the time, Fire Nation, how bad I was when I started, how bad most people are when they start, and that's why they quit because they think that, hey, I'm bad. Well, guess what? I was really, really bad, and you're about to hear that, like really bad, like embarrassingly really bad. Like I still am thinking I may just erase this clip and not play it because, wow, I was that bad. I cringe. I don't even, oh, I don't even want to think about it right now. I'm freaking out, kind of, but I'm going to play it because I want you to hear how far I've come, and I want you to realize that, you know what, if you're not where you want to be right now, keep at it because you're going to get better. I promise you, Fire Nation. I promise, promise, promise you. So listen to the bad audio quality to my 
bad inflections to bad everything. I'd love to get an email on what you think of how bad I was. Seriously, just send me an email about how much I stunk. All right, Fire Nation, here you go. Hi, and thank you for joining us here at EntrepreneurOnFire.com. This is our premiere, and for this exciting event, I've invited none other than Jamie Tardy of Eventual Millionaire. Jamie, thank you for joining us. Why don't you say hello and tell us uh, who you are and where you're from? Thanks so much for having me, John. Um, Yeah, I'm from EventualMillionaire.com, and I interview millionaires. That's great. And where are you coming from? Maine, just like you, John. We're from Maine. Surprisingly, not very many people in the U.S. are from Maine, but we are. Woohoo! <laughs> the great state of Maine. We must be proud. Well, listen, we have a great show ahead of us. Let's kick this off with your favorite success quote. What do you have for us today? So, my favorite quote, I mean, I have a ton of quotes that I love, but this is sort of the one that sticks with me the most that I think will help your audience. It's, even if you're on the right track... You'll get run over if you just sit there. And that's by Will Rogers. And I think that's really important because a lot of us don't actually take the necessary actions. And then they look around and go, well, why haven't I moved anywhere? And it's really about actually making the effort and taking the actions. Even if you're on the right track and you don't take actions, nothing's going to happen. That's a great quote, Jamie. I'm going to definitely take note of that as well. Let's just move on now to the next step, which is a past failure that you've encountered. All of us as entrepreneurs have encountered many failures that we've learned from that's made us into the person or entrepreneur that we are today. What is your past failure? Mm, we love these, right? Um, <laughs> so there's, there's many, but the one that sort of irks me the most is the one I want to talk about. Um, when I was, I was on Yahoo's homepage once, and I thought it was really really exciting. I didn't know that I was going to be on it. My site ended up going down because I got so much traffic. You know, that's understandable, right? That's not really a failure. The failure comes in <laughs> when I got on Yahoo's homepage a second time, only a couple of months later, and I still hadn't fixed the issue of the server issues that I had the first time. And again, my site went down for, I mean, my site was up for two hours out of my face being on Yahoo's homepage for 48 hours. And it was really the the dumbest move I probably ever could have made because it would have taken an hour, you know, within months beforehand to actually fix it and imagine what I could have had. I mean, I had 8,000 visitors to the site within two hours. Imagine how much I could have had in 46 more hours. So that is just a, a blaring failure of going, I really should have done what I know I needed to do. And I just put it off. And so it was really, (laughs) it's really embarrassing. And something that, you know, I share just to try and help other people realize that if there's something that you see that you need to fix, fix it. (laughs) Don't wait, because you never know what's going to happen in the future. Absolutely. And I'll actually say, because of hearing this story of yours before, I have preemptively gone to a VPS server to just avoid any issues that I may encounter if I happen to get so lucky as as you want to get (laughs) on the homepage of of Yahoo. Can you share with us who you were using at the time? Yeah, a company that I'm no longer using anymore. (laughs) It's called One one in One. Um, Nothing. I mean, I used them for like seven years or something. They just handled things um, very poorly, which is why I ended up switching. But let me explain in case everyone doesn't understand what what happened to. I was on a um, 
hosting provider where I was paying like eight or 10 bucks a month for it. And it's called a shared hosting. So it, it's you on one computer along with a whole bunch of other people. So the, the people actually from one one took my site down because I was providing too much traffic and they were afraid that I was going to take down the rest of the people on that server. So what John was saying is that a VPS is a virtual private server, which means that I pretty much have my own part of a server and they can't just shut me off. <laughs> so, and now I mean, they you, shut me down. I'm like, can you just turn it back on for a minute? Come on, let me get some more traffic. But since you, you have been with the VPS, you have not been encountering any issues? No, no, I haven't. They've been great. And they'll upgrade me to a dedicated server without any downtime or with, with a short amount of downtime. So, yeah, much, much better now. And who do you recommend for a VPS? I use a company called ServeInt. They pretty much do high-level stuff. So you might not necessarily need them. It's like 80 bucks a month. Um, you might not need them starting out, but if you're really looking to drive traffic. And the, and the problem that I had wasn't necessarily... I get tons of traffic all the time, but it's the spikes in traffic that it can't handle. So... Therefore, <laughs> therefore, you need to make sure you can handle spikes, and VPS would do that. Absolutely, which is why I've started there, and I'm just glad because now I'm familiar with the system. So if anything does happen, I know how to work through it and not have to make any quick changes. So thanks to you, I have gone gone that route and paid a little more up front, but hopefully avoided pain and headaches in the future. Awesome. Good. I'm glad I helped someone else. <laughs> Well, listen, that was um, a failure of sorts, and you obviously learned from that, and we've all learned now from that as well. So uh, I do thank you for that. And as you've been the eventual millionaire and interviewing other millionaires, actually, and, and sharing their lessons and life journeys, did you have a aha moment that just kind of a light went on and you realized okay, this is the direction I'm going right now as an entrepreneur. You saw this, you had this aha moment, this light went on, and you veered off into a different course because of that, which has brought you to currently where you are today. Yeah, I think when I first started as an entrepreneur, I was a dabbler. And I think that's what a lot of people are, especially the people that, um, that email me. You know, they're like, oh, I just want to find something that works. And so like when I started, I had an iPhone app that I created and uh, I had a provisional patent and I was sort of going through all these things, hoping that one of them would take off. And that is not something that I recommend um, anyone doing because I really feel now it's the effort. So I didn't realize at the time, of course, um, but my aha moment came when actually when CNN called the first time they emailed me, they didn't actually call. And, and so I was doing, you know, the provisional patent. I was doing the blog. I was a business coach beforehand, but I, I really wanted to do something more than just uh, coaching local businesses. So that's why I attempted to do the, you know, patent and all these other things. And when CNN emailed me um, about my site, eventualmillionaire.com and the story that I had, I was like, oh, wait, maybe I actually have something. And so while it seemed to work on the surface, right? Oh, they told me it's great. I really should have been focused on on something I truly cared about beforehand instead of dabbling in a bunch of other things. Because imagine where I could have been if I'd spent, you know, six months working on one thing instead of six months working on five different projects, hoping that one of them would come through. I think one of the things that I hear often from the millionaires that I interview is the power of focus. 
huge power. And while we're new entrepreneurs, like when you're new, you don't necessarily know what specifically to focus on. But I think what you focus on starts to grow a lot more. So if you dabble and you realize nothing's going anywhere, that's because you don't have the power of focus behind you. And so picking one thing and going to, you know, as far as you can with it, even if you have to pivot later on is really, really important and sort of came through in that aha moment of going, I should be working on one thing. And I only work 20 hours a week. So I was doing all this stuff on 20 hours a week, which is a really bad idea. So try and only pick one thing and see it to fruition or at least to a a point where you can pivot out of that idea and and just keep moving forward on that and you'll make a lot more progress and you'll probably be happier too no i really like the the focus mentality in fact i'm a big believer in the acronym that can be made out of focus which i often remind myself is follow one course until success <laughs> I'd never heard that before. That's great. Yeah. So obviously focus is a word in and of itself, but uh, the acronym also has a lot of meaning along the same lines. And I do read a, a lot of different success books and Seth Godin wrote a book called The Dip. Did you ever read the book, The Dip? Oh, yes. I recommend it all the time. Definitely. It's a great book. It's a quick read. It goes really along the lines of what you're speaking about where you need to focus on something and continue to move forward with that and expend your energy on it. However, at the same time, you do need to realize at some point you may need to either pivot, shift, or stop and start in a new direction because there's a dip for a reason. The dip is because it's difficult. There's a long period where a lot of people drop out and fail. It's those that stay with it the longest and persevere that are going to make it through that quote-unquote dip. But he also points out in his book that there are some paths that you take that will never have that success at the end of the tunnel. So you, you need to always be aware that is the dip that you're going through worth it or not. Mm, well, I, I think the key point of that book, and, and this is what I hear from a lot of people. So I hear a lot of people going, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. And so that's sort of the question that the dip answers. It either helps you push forward past that point where you're not sure whether things are going to work, where you think things are going kind of well, but they're not really that great. Do I keep pushing forward to see that success or do I not? And that's a huge question for any entrepreneur to know um, not to do it. I mean, that's why my mentor suggested I read it when I was at a certain point. I think everybody goes through something like that. It's huge to know that, you know, everybody does the same thing. Everybody goes through something like that. And to know and read the book and really figure out for you what the best next step is, is really important. So, Jamie, you are the eventual millionaire. I'm at Blog World. I see people looking at you and pointing and saying, that's Jamie Tardy. She interviews millionaires. <laughs> and they kind of have this little thing about them, like millionaires are this untouchable class of people that we all obviously aspire to be on some levels. And here you are talking with them, introducing me to different millionaires at Blog World that you're friends with. Give us a little background about the eventual millionaire, how you've turned that business into what it is currently today and exactly what your audience gets out of your show. Mm, okay. So I mostly started the show because I wanted to talk to millionaires. <laughs> you know, really good excuse to go call up and talk to millionaires for an hour that charged <laughs> like 
one one person I interviewed, his name was Ryan Blair, charges a thousand dollars a minute. So you know, I mean, the the quality of people that I'm able to to deal with. I mean, ever since I was little, I wanted to be a millionaire. You can sort of read about that story when um, on my site, but. I gave that up to find something that I love doing. I love coaching. I love helping businesses. And so then I added the millionaire goal back in. Once I added the millionaire goal back in, I was like, you know what? The best way to become a millionaire, because I'm not a millionaire yet. I'm working towards it right now, is to talk to other millionaires and become friends with them, number one. And number two, to find out what they did and what their advice was and the steps that they took and the journey that they went on, because I can learn so much from that. So that's what I feel like I everybody that's listening to the show really gets out of it too. I mean, I get so many emails from people going, Oh my gosh, this one person inspired me so much. This story is just like my story. I resonated with it. That's what I really want to do is I want to help people understand that millionaires are just people. <laughs> they make spelling mistakes. They, they have <laughs> issues like crazy, uh, especially after hanging out with them. They have fears, they have failure, they have the exact same stuff we did. Um, and so being able to sort of bring that to light and know that you are on your journey, sort of the eventual millionaires, the, the definition that I say is someone that has a goal to be a millionaire eventually, but they wanna do it on their own terms and have their own lifestyle and business that they want that's enjoyable. So it's really about the journey to a million to me, not it's great to have the goal and we love the money and that's good, but it's also good to really enjoy where you are. And I think a lot of the millionaires I've interviewed, some of them wish they enjoyed the journey more and some of them are still enjoying the journey, you know, going to higher and higher routes. So I think having that inspiration and having people there um, to listen to, to know that they're just like you are, you know, you're doing the, the best you can with the choices and the, the decisions you make. So, so you've interviewed now, is it over 60 millionaires? Is that the number? Uh, we're up to 70 now. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's a lot of millionaires and mm -hmm. you've done in-depth interviews and you're actually writing a book that's compiling a lot of this information about the millionaires and it's going to be very exciting and uh, I'm sure a great read. If you had to just pull one commonality out of these 70 interviews that just seems to keep coming up again and again that these millionaires are saying or the lessons that they're imparting upon your listeners or really anything, what, what, what would that one thing that you would pull out of these interviews that you're having? Mm, one is hard. Okay. I would probably, I'm, I'm going to say two, actually. One is too hard. Okay. So the, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm being interviewed. I can decide now. Um, so I would probably say continuous forward motion, right? They are, they harp on this, <laughs> quite a few of them actually, that success is not an event. It's a process. It's something that's long-term. It's not short-term. So making continuous forward motion, even if it doesn't feel like you're going fast, even if you aren't sure the right exact path to go down, having that continuous forward motion and knowing that, you know, it goes along with my success quote, <laughs> Very continuous well. forward motion on the track really makes a big difference. And coupled with that, which is number two, is getting feedback along the way, whether it's feedback from mentors or masterminds or feedback from customers or your employees or whatever it is, getting 
getting that feedback as you're making that continuous forward motion is critical. So I think both of those two key pieces, nobody knows the future. Millionaires don't know the future. You know, Most people don't know what the future holds. And so they just make the decisions they can make with the information that they have. So that's what you guys need to do too. Keep taking those action steps and then keep getting feedback to find out if you're on the right track or not. So you've interviewed now over 70 millionaires, as we've touched upon. You're obviously continuing on Mondays, your Millionaire Monday, to interview more. What do you have as a vision for the future of your company? I know right now you do a lot of consulting and you're interviewing millionaires on a weekly basis and you're writing a book. What is the eventual millionaire going to look like in five years? What is your vision for the future? Five years, I'm actually looking to do a lot well number one the bush the book is a little bit hush hush but sh- so everybody you know oh um, i'll edit that all out don't worry <laughs> no, 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 no. please don't um i'm in the book proposal stage so i'm really this next year is all about the book and then from there it's about speaking i love speaking i spoke at blog world i spoke at the world domination summit um, i'm going to be doing a lot more speaking in the future but i also um as far as a five-year plan goes i'm looking to branch out to do um training programs and conferences maybe and actually start a side business while I'm doing this because I'm seeing a lot of opportunities with a lot of my clients that I have so trying to get into that side of things too so I actually see branching out into quite a few different ways in the next five years. I've interviewed a lot of millionaires and they're serial entrepreneurs and they have like five companies and so you look at them and you're like well they have five companies you know (laughs) but let me just say that in looking at them They do one thing and they make that going well and then they move on to something else. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to add another business in the future, but only after everything's set and roaring along with this one. So just so you know, millionaires, you know, serial entrepreneurs are awesome, but they really are good at um, focusing on one specific thing at one time. So there, there's my caveat for starting new things. (laughs) Got it. So you are 100% eventual millionaire. You're focusing, as we've spoken of, how the importance of focus, sticking to the task, once you feel like you have this machine well-oiled and it's humming along, then maybe with different opportunities that you've seen because you're rubbing shoulders and interviewing and talking with so many successful entrepreneurs, maybe then you branch off into another business, get that one going and give that one your full focus. Exactly. There are so many opportunities out there. It's hard as an entrepreneur to not do them. So yes, (laughs) focus for what you have now. And you're right. I mean, talking to millionaires, my mentor, my millionaire mentor, I was chatting with him when I was out at Blog World. He's out in New York City. We had this great business idea and he's like, oh gosh, we need to work on this. And he's got like seven businesses. And I'm going, yes, I want to do that. So there's, there's things that get you excited. And I have to put that on a back burner for right now because of what I'm doing. But definitely in the future, it's something that, that I'm going to be working on. I wish you the best of luck with that, and I will make sure that you stay focused on whatever task you're on. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Jamie, so we've been talking now. It's almost been 20 minutes. It's hard to believe. So we're just going to have to launch now into our, our lightning questions round, where I'm just going to ask you four, maybe five questions where you can just give good, straightforward, poignant answers to the audience. Let's just kick it off. How does that sound? Sounds great. Lightning question number one. What is the best business advice you've ever received? I feel like I'm on a game show right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would say push yourself out of your comfort zone. 
my mentor, one of my first mentors, um, pushed me. And that's huge. Getting out of your comfort zone and realizing that it's okay being out there is what's going to move your business forward faster. Lightning question number two. What is the number one thing that was holding you back from launching The Eventual Millionaire, which you've now turned into a business and a successful one at that? I would say confidence. And I think a lot of people have this issue. So you're unsure whether or not your idea is good enough or would work. And so that's why when CNN called, I was like, oh, people actually like to hear my story. Oh, they actually like this stuff. Oh, good. And it sort of it gave me a boost in confidence for sure to know that this is something that would work. But that's something you can get without you know CNN calling you. Confidence is something that you can create yourself. That does seem to be a very common trait is that we lack that confidence and we have that fear that that stops us from launching the initial launch and once we get going and we realize hey, we have support around us things really aren't that scary then we kind of build confidence as we go so mm-hmm. i really agree with that sentiment and it was not easy for me to to launch this podcast there was a lot of unknown obstacles that i knew i was going to be getting into and reached out to you and reached out to others and by doing that i quickly learned and filled in the gaps and the the knowledge that i didn't have and here i am launching my first podcast <laughs> I mean, it's all about getting to the launch phase and just having the confidence and and knowing it's going to be a roller coaster and just you know get over that initial fear and realize that everything's going to fall into place as long as you focus So right now, you're doing a lot of things with your business. You're coaching, you're speaking, you're mentoring, you're doing interviews on your podcast. What is is something that's really working for you right now that you're just like, wow, this is a great part of my business and I love it? funny you asked that. So to me, conferences and networking so far has been, and of course I've been to two in the last month, so that's probably why it's right now working for me, but it's been absolutely amazing to build connections with other people, especially, I mean, speaking at those conferences makes me able to talk to the other speakers who have huge platforms and are awesome and we get to hang out. And so it really starts to build your network way faster to be able to be um, in a relaxed environment, right? I mean, besides the, the actual speech that you give, but in general, in the speaker's room or, or at a conference, it's usually a pretty relaxed environment. You can make friends, which I think is hugely important. It's not just about trying to find out people that will be able to do things for you. It's really about building connections. So, and it's so fun. Like, it's ridiculously fun to go out and meet people that are similar to you and like you and make new friends. And so that not only helps me as a person and me enjoy my life, it also helps my business, which I am so lucky (laughs) to be able to do. Well, that's great. And I just have to say onto that is that for me, I spent a couple years, you know, I was listening to podcasts, I was going on the, the blogs and really feeling like I was getting to know these people from my perspective. Um, such as yourself, listening to your podcast and, and different people. And then when I started taking that journey myself just a mere three months ago and I made the decision to go down to blog world, all of a sudden, thanks introductions by yourself and other people, I'm having dinner with Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. I'm having drinks with Pat Flynn and Derek Halpern and David Risley and going to Jimmy Fallon again with Cliff Ravenscraft and it was just crazy to me how easy it was once I actually made the effort to get to know these people because they're just you know genuine great people 
And once you make that effort and you really get down there and you say hi and you tell them what you want to do and you're honest about it, good things happen. So I've really had a great experience with that. That's why one reason that I think that this networking and these conferences are a great venue as well. Mm, I agree 100%. So last question. If you had to start over tomorrow, you woke up, everything was gone, you weren't the eventual millionaire, you were just Jamie Tardy, but you have all of the knowledge that you know. Everything that you've learned over the years, all the experience you've had, you still have all these experiences, but no platform. And so you have the quote-unquote freedom to spend your 20 hours that you're working per week on anything that you would want to do. What would you start or create tomorrow from <laughs> do I still have all my connections do I have all my network you have all of your network all of your connections you just don't have your current business okay so I know this is horrible because it's saying that I wouldn't start this business but um, I love a venture millionaire and I think it's awesome but knowing what I know and the potential that the business opportunity with my millionaire mentor might have um, I would probably just <laughs> jump in two feet having to do with that though I wouldn't have been able to have all that without what I have now so I think it's sort of a, it's a hard question. It's a hard question. If I was trying to build a venture millionaire back up, right? If that's the question you're asking, I would jump in two feet first because it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Interviewing millionaires, not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Everything having to do with setting up my blog and, and getting traffic and stuff like that, not as hard as I thought it would be. And so I would actually not be worried about the next new coolest tactic or anything like that, I would just start taking action and move forward on a path. That's great advice because the point really of this question was is that we have a lot of listeners that have not started and have yet to take that first step. Just having your knowledge and your experience, I think it would be very valuable for them to know that, hey, if all of a sudden Jamie Tardy woke up and it was in their shoes, what would she do? network like you're doing right when i first started which i think is a really good thing and i would do this again um i got a mastermind group but i knew nothing about blogging i mean i was a geek so i knew the technical aspects but i didn't know anything about building an audience or anything like that and i found some amazing amazing bloggers that were doing very well who i asked to be in my mastermind group it really worked out really well because I was able to bring, I had a lot of experience in um, business and video and that sort of stuff. So I sort of brought my expertise, which was separate from theirs, but they were able to tell me about blogging. Cause I was like, I would rather just have you give me advice. You've already done this before than have to read a thousand pages or a thousand other blogs to find out what the best thing for me to do is. Right. So starting that mastermind group, I would start again in a second for sure. We're still, I mean, it's been two and a half years almost three years now and that's yeah that's what we've been doing the whole time every single monday i meet with my mastermind group they're amazing now we have millionaires in it too but <laughs> but there's an amazing uh, group of people that really helped me out so i would highly recommend doing that i took your advice obviously and i've joined cliff ravenscraft's podcast mastermind which now has over 40 podcasters who are starting their own shows and just that sense of community and we get together on a bi-weekly basis and we talk about the issues that are going on and it's a great community, a lot of lessons learned, tons of resources. Masterminds are a great method to go and I would recommend them to anybody as well. Well, Jamie, listen, we've had a great interview. The first interview on entrepreneuronfire.com. I loved having you on as my first guest and 
you really were that person that spurred me into action. I said, you know, I can do this. Jamie Tardy, the eventual millionaire, responded to my email and said, this is possible. So, so thank you for that. This show would still probably be here without you, but it would probably be a lot worse. <laughs> well, and you know what? It's funny. I want to just say this really quick because I think it's hilarious that um, the way that you found me, John, was through my podcast. But it turns out, which we didn't know until after we met in person, that me and John went to high school together. So podcasts can bring people together without even, know, without even realizing it. It's some sort of a ridiculous story that we didn't even realize that we went to high school together. So funny, funny it stuff. Is. It's funny The stuff. internet can bring us together right (laughs) such a small world and the internet brings everybody together and the connections that you're going to make through it are just exciting let me just thank you again for coming on inspiring my audience i look forward to many more episodes of eventual millionaire and having you back on entrepreneuronfire.com i would love to thanks so much for having me john all right thanks jamie have a great day Wow, are you cringing half as much as I am right now? I mean, wow. That's exactly why we are doing FireNationElite.com because, man, listen, if I didn't have the support system that I had around me, I never would have gone forward. And that's what we do. We give you support, encouragement, motivation, hold you accountable, give you feedback, criticism when you need it. Check it out, FireNationElite.com. Man, I'm out.